I'm Banning Air with season four of the Afropop Close-Up Podcast, where we go beyond the music into politics, history, religion, and culture. In France and in French-speaking African countries today, there's a new generation of artists and promoters who are unearthing a dark and neglected period of French colonial history. We're talking about the 1950s, the year just before most West African countries became independent in 1960. From Paris, our producer Elodie Mayo has been listening to stories and songs reflecting on this era. She's ready to unearth family secrets, colonial taboos, and painful topics on French Afro-colonial memories. Yes, Benning. Actually, France has a pretty unique relationship to its former colonies. We share a strong common history and a common language, but also some painful memories, not often taught in school, neither in France nor in Africa. One example, the Tiaroy massacre, when African soldiers returning from combat under the French flag during World War II were actually killed by the French army in 1944 in Tiaroy, Senegal, simply because they were demanding to be paid more. This tragedy has inspired various artists, such as Ablai Sissoko. Another tragic event that has inspired songs is the murder of the iconic anti-imperialist figure Thomas Sankara, president of Burkina Faso, assassinated in 1987. Sankara has been praised in reggae and in hip-hop songs for many years by Pan-Africanist singers such as Didier Wadi, Sherlock, Daraji, Alpha Blondie and also many others. We're not talking about Sankara. We're going to hear about another African political hero and we'll talk about a lesser-known dark time in Franco-African history, the pre-independence struggle in Cameroon. We'll dig into memories and secrets and we'll hear echoes from the tropical forest where bodies and facts lie hidden. In 2019, there is an artist who is exploring the fault lines of France's colonial past and unearthing harsh reality with a pretty sweet voice. This is Blic Bassi, a Cameroonian artist now based in France. You may have heard his high-pitched voice on his beautiful album Akko, which is a personal tribute to the American bluesman Skip James. On his new album, 1958, Blic Bassi goes back in time again on. It's an evocation of Cameroonian pre-independence struggle and one of its unsung heroes, 
Rabban Umnyobi, also known as Mpodol. Podol is the title of the track we're hearing, and in the Basa language, it literally means the one who carries the world of his people. <laughs> to Umnyobe are both ideological and personal. Umnyobe was a trade unionist who fought for Cameroon's independence in the 50s. Bassi's album is an indictment of the savage killing of this freedom fighter by the French army in 1958. Umnyobe died under mysterious circumstances. His story and his body were literally buried in concrete and hidden away so that no one would worship his memory. You could even go to jail just for saying his name. So he's pretty much forgotten among both French and Cameroonian people. Umnyobe was born in 1913 and during French anti-colonial struggles he was forced to hide in Bassa territory in 1955. There he spent three years in the forest near Bassi's grandparents' village. When I was a kid my mother told me that uh, she was uh, in the forest with her father for almost two years hiding and uh, as she was Uh, telling, used to, 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 to tell different story every day f for us when we were a kid. For me, it was another story, you know, so I, for me, it was just, okay, <laughs> it was a story, you know. And then after that, when I, I become adult and I heard some history about all those wonderful fighters in my village because the war was in Bassa uh, villages and in Bamilike, most of the war was in Bamilike's and uh, Bassa's tribes village where I'm coming from. So my grandfather and people was talking about all those wonderful fighters who was fighting for our freedom. So finally, I started asking some questions to myself that how comes that in our books, they are saying that those guys was a terrorist, but in our villages, they are saying that they were some heroes. And then I went to my grandfather and asked him what happened. And he was really scaring to talk about it because Uh, after independence, they tried to kill everyone who was involved uh, some way or another in this uh, uh, history to make everything disappear, like w erasing everything about uh, uh, this period. The leaders who came to power after Cameroon's independence were not on Umnyobe's side and were actually supported by the former colonial power. 
So naturally, they wanted to make sure their version of history would prevail. The stigma around Umnyobi's death and memory took on incredible proportions. Pronouncing his name was an offense in Cameroon until 1991. In Bassi's years of schooling in Cameroon, Umnyobi and his followers were simply hairbrushed out of his history class, or else they were labeled as terrorist or makiza, a derogative word for resistance fighter in Cameroon. Therefore, his history had to be told in a very low voice. So my grandfather was uh, afraid, scared to talk about this, and I said to him, Dad, you know, you, you, can, you can speak to me, you don't have to scare. He was whispering? Yes, because uh, thinking that maybe someone will come and take us, because most of uh, his friends disappeared like this after independence, that uh, police uh, came to pick them, and then uh, finally no one knows about what happened to them. So he was really scared about talking about this, and I said to, the, to him that, no, you can tell me what is this period. So finally, I really understand what happened. And finally, I also went to uh, read some books, like uh, Ashin Bembe's books and some other people who wrote some, uh, Hemle Boom, who wrote some uh, books about this period. And also I found different books of, from Umyobe who was writing during the, this period when he was hiding in the forest. He was uh, writing as well. And then I discovered a wonderful man, a wonderful, brilliant and smart guys who was fighting not for Cameroonian independence, but for human rights. And independence was just one of the steps, you know, but he was fighting for human rights. And for me, it's completely blew me out. And I say, how comes that we don't know about this freedom fighter coming from our community. Loyambi nengeli kere wongi Urbemba lelele mono wongi Sogol wemabi nengeli kere wongi Loyambi nengeli kere wongi The 11 tracks on Bassi's album 1958 deal exclusively with this painful and little-known story. Bassi tells it from various points of views and various perspectives, from the past, the present and the future. In Gua, for instance, he speaks directly to Umnyobe, while in Lipem he actually becomes Umnyobe himself, explaining to people what he was trying to achieve for his country, fighting for a better future while grappling to stay connected to spirituality and all traditions. Oh 
Agassi is also an author. He wrote a novel about false French Eldorado and dangerous Western mirage for African youngsters who consider migration the only way out of their troubles. But to tell Umiobi's story, Blick Bassi chose music. Music is wonderful because uh, music is built around uh, emotion, around vibration, about around feelings, you know. So it's really more simple to connect to the, the heart from people through the melody, through the emotion or through the vibration. And then when he's connected, then you can talk about different things, you know. This is Maki from Blick Bass's album called 1958. It's a provocative title because in Cameroon, Maki literally means to fight clandestinely against a political power. It is practically the same as terrorists. So for Blick Bassi to openly praise the Maki is a real statement, one that few artists before him have dared to make. The older generation had to use more subtle means to convey secrets in their songs. For example, the legendary Cameroonian musician Francis Bebe did this in the song Obia. J'ai compris aussi avec le recul. I also understood with hindsight the double meaning some of his texts or his songs could have. Kitty Bebe is a writer and the daughter of Francis Bebe, who died in 2001. Kitty has come to understand the deeper meanings of some of her father's lyrics. Obia en Douala, ça veut dire euh, sache, point de suspension, c'est-à-dire au fond, méfie-toi. Et dans le, dans le refrain de cette chanson, Obia means so be careful. Obia, ça veut dire sache à qui tu parles, sache ce que tu dis, donc à, quel, à quelle personne tu vas délivrer un secret. In the chorus of the song I sing, You should know who you speak to, what you say, to whom you will deliver a secret, and all that means. It refers to an era just before and after the period of the liberation struggle, when the first Cameroonian African president, Amadou Ahidjo, was in power. He was a servant of the French post-colonial system, supposedly ruling an independent state, but also strictly controlling its population. 
In Cameroon, as we said when I was a child, you can't talk about politics except in a fast-moving car with your best friend. <laughs> Je pense que cette figure, effectivement, de Ruben Oumniobé, c'est difficile d'en parler parce que c'était tout simplement interdit d'appartenir à cette résistance. Et je pense que c'est encore difficile de parler de cette iconique figure, Ruben Oumniobé, parce qu'il était simplement interdit de à la résistance. Donc, même dire son nom était un problème. En comparaison, pensez à comment l'ANC pourrait être perçu comme un mouvement terroriste régime noir par le Black Panthers mouvement en Amérique. C'est un mouvement de libération prêt à dire que nous existons et nous voulons vivre dans une société plus But there's a head of state backed by the military power and the police that puts a lid on all of that. She was born in France, in a country where she's free to speak. Kitty Bebe never really had a chance to talk about pre-independence struggle with her father, the musician Francis Bebe. But she bumped into it when she started to dig into her personal history while writing her last novel, Mon Royaume pour une guitare, My Kingdom for a Guitar. Comme si j'avais compris en écrivant, j'avais commencé à sentir toute l'ampleur de cette lutte de libération camerounaise. It's as if I had understood while writing, as if I'd begun to feel the full extent of this Franco-Cameroonian liberation struggle. But it took me a while to understand that my family is part of this story. My uncle Marcel, who's 15 years older than my father, was involved in the resistance and he paid the price. He was imprisoned and died as a result of harsh treatment in jail. My parents never told me about this. My book was published in 2016, but while I was writing, his story suddenly came to my attention. Initially, I was aiming to write a book to document the history with facts, but then I had to use fiction to fill in the gaps where I had no information. These matters are just beginning to be discussed. I'm happy that someone like Blick Bassi takes it in hand, or the novelist Hemley Boom. It's not their generation, but it's very important for this consciousness to enter the world of music and fiction, not only the world of historians, the academic world. Because it seems to me that fiction and music can truly embody these deep issues by dealing with characters so they can be properly understood. For instance, I started to really understand South Africa when I started to read South African fiction writers. Moi, j'ai commencé à comprendre l'Afrique du Sud, enfin, entre guillemets, comprendre, hein, parce que j'ai lu des auteurs sud-africains de fiction. Where we decide to go, 
Now, a new generation of artists and writers are revisiting these difficult pages of our common history, and some promoters are supporting them. Sébastien Lagrave is the head of Africola Festival, a 30-years-old festival in Paris and its suburbs. Since 2015, he has included historical hot issues in his festival. Africola now digs into French colonial memories from Burkina Faso, Comores, Guadeloupe, and this year from Cameroon, through conferences, workshops, and a special concert called Veillé with Cameroonian artists Blake Bassi, Binda Gazolo, and rapper Crotal, collaborating in a combined poetry, reading, and concert. The audience could ask questions and share personal and historical insights with the artist on stage. Sebastian himself was on stage too, asking questions about historical events. Pretty unusual for a festival director. When you deal with African music, you deal with the role of music in Africa. And this world is not to make entertainment. It's a social and political role centuries ago. For example, in Mali, the first Kouyaté, where the ambassadors from the emperors they were attached to the noble part of the society and they were telling the memories of the family. So you don't make music for making music, for going on the radio, on stage. You, you've got a social and political role. So when you deal with this kind of music also and when you are French uh, you deal with the relation between France and West Africa mainly and this relation is uh, based on the colonial and post-colonial relation I felt since I was a director of Africa Law that all these children of migrants they have the pain uh, in them and if we, we don't put words on this pain this pain will uh, go back as uh, anger and uh, We've got to fix this memory for those people and the children of those people. If I should remember one moment, uh, that was one girl coming to me after and said, thank you for this evening because uh, thanks to you, uh, I know now that I'm not foolish, I'm not mad. Because when I told people around me that my grandmother was uh, in the forest, in the Maquis uh, from two, two years, in this year, that there was a civil war, People said, no, 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 there was nothing like this. If there was such a war, my teacher at school would have teach me that day. So you lies, you are fooled, there was nothing. And that was for me the, the most incredible moment because at this moment I could have said to myself, okay, I know why I'm making a festival now. Uh, because this girl, she will go back to our house and she will be in peace with herself. And that's my job. Podcast. Here's another example of the revival of buried history, 
part of a beautiful compilation called The Wretched of the Earth, Les Damnés de la Terre. It was done last year by French rapper Rosé, who explained in the album's notes, I saw the rise of French rap and along with it, a real craze for this music created by the children of immigrants. But I wanted to go beyond rap to dig deeper into francophone artists who convey a message of poetic urgency, of sensitive poetry on the age, committed to a cause despite itself because their environment gives them no choice. The poetry of the Dané de la Terre, the wretched of this earth. This track is called Les Colombes de la Révolution and it's a tribute to Mohamed Maïga, a freedom fighter from Burkina Faso. This Afropop close-up was made possible in part by a grant from National Endowment for the Arts. But to keep this series going, we need your support. Please visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, Amélodie Maillot. 